Welcome to Pour Over, the podcast that lasts as long as your morning coffee. It is your host, Andres Tagliaferro, a.k.a. Tags, at Trinity Tags on Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. Um, welcome to episode number three of Pour Over. I'm so proud of myself. We're three episodes in. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still liking it. I'm not jumping on some other form of expression or anything. I like this, and I... I'm hoping one day, instead of saying three, I'll say episode 300, you know? But let me know. How are you guys feeling about this podcast? Do y'all like the insight I'm giving? Do y'all have y'all liked the past two episodes? Uh, let me know what your favorite one is. I know there's no comment section in your podcasting streaming site or platform, but I do have an Instagram, and I love getting DMs saying I like this. So let me know. But as always, this tradition around here, um, I think I'm posting this in the afternoon, but if you have an afternoon cup of coffee, or if you're listening to this in the morning, like I've instructed you to do so in the past, let's take a sip. Ah. Again, I know it's called pour over, but I make French press, you know, because first it's cheaper. Second, I think it's a little more potent. We'll talk about that. That's one of the topic points I want to talk about today. So... Let's relax. Let's chill. I want to shout out my boy Gustavo, aka he goes as Jake Wolf on SoundCloud. Um, this is his song called "Little Bit of Love." If you want to go and listen to his music, he has some good stuff. Uh, I went to high school with him, college. Um, we don't talk much, but hopefully, if you're listening to this, you you recognize the song and you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> but I hey, check him out. I love his music. He's a cool dude. Um, but yeah, that's just going to be playing in the background because it's a chill day, all right? It's Tuesday, my dudes, which means it's the last day before we start the end of the week. That's how I like to see it. But anyways, I've talked a lot. Let's talk about my first topic. And it's going to be the importance of having a workspace or a home slash work separation, Okay. I think this is very important, and I didn't see the the importance of this earlier in my career, um, or whatever you want to call my journey, Um, but I do see it now. I do think it's important to, first of all, not just have um, a separation, because I, I don't think you necessarily have to have a separation, but to have some sort of distinction, all right? That's the word. Um, and let's let's get into why I think so. OK, when you're working from home, it's very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to go grab a snack. It's very easy to do a lot of things that will distract you from your workflow. And unfortunately, you know, as creatives, our workflow is very important. You know, we're not accountants. It's not a formulaic thing. It's a creative thing, which means that we need to be in some sort of flow to create, you know, even if it's doing emails and whatnot. You know, I think it's important that you have some sort of separation or distinction between your home and your work just for that sole purpose of distracting yourself is it, you're going to have a lot less distractions whenever you are in an office setting. 
okay, or whatever. But yeah, the distractions are a big deal, okay? Now let's get into the second reason why, and it's one, it builds better habits, okay? It's easier to have some sort of, you know, routine or, or, or some sort of, I don't know, familiarity of, oh, this is home and this is work, you know? So when you get into that area, that office space, that common desk, whatever it is you're at, um, I think it's very important. And, and it's not a necessity, but it'll change your workflow and productivity a lot. Trust me. There's a lot of days I've decided to work from home and then I realized, crap, I didn't get anything done in the past. Now I have a little bit of an alternative route, which is what I'm going to talk about now. Like I said, it may it may not have to be a complete separation from your home. It can be a distinction, meaning make an area, a designated office area in your home. Okay? Now you're probably going to be like, tags, I'm 19, bruh. I live in a dorm room, duh, bruh. <laughs> I don't have any room for no other designated area. Well, you have room for a little desk, I'm assuming, you have room for some place that you know when you're in this place, it's grind time. You know what I mean? It's time to produce. It's time to create. It's time to edit. It's time to send emails. It's not time to play Fortnite. It's not time to watch Netflix. It's not time to go through YouTube. That's my advice. I love YouTube. Um, you know, just create some sort of routine that puts you in the mode. So, for example, I've noticed, at least for me, and again, everything I say on this little series called the pour over please understand that it's my perspective and based off of my self i mean y'all might do great working from home i don't know but statistically it's been proven that nobody can actually multitask one or the other is gonna get dragged down you're gonna do one better than the other so i think it that applies to your home and work environment you can't it, your mentalities can't be the same for example working on my couch is a no-go for me, okay? The only way I can ever work on my couch is if I'm, like, sending emails and I'm chilling. But, like, editing? No, because the couch is also, in my mind, where I have the routine of, oh, turn on Netflix. Oh, take a nap. Oh, relax. So if I try to do... If I try to edit a whole shoot, a photo shoot on my sofa, I'm not going to do a great job at that. Um, so it's really creating routines, creating subconscious uh, paths to whatever it is you're trying to do. You know, when you go into the doctor, you have a subconscious. Bro, I don't even know how to call this. But your subconscious is telling you you're coming in here and something's going to hurt. At least for me. You know what I mean? I hate shots. I hate vaccines. So when I go in the doctor, I have I, I, I feel uneasy. You know, when I go into a restaurant. I know I'm going to eat because it's a restaurant. So you can't expect to be the most productive person or do the, the best job you can in the same setting where you also are the laziest person and the chillest person, you know? Now, here is a thing that does help me at home. I do have a desk. And before, because I don't have a house, you know, you don't need a new office. All you need is a desk and you just, whatever. I have a routine that puts me in the mood to work, okay? And that's first, brewing a cup of coffee. For me, that process isn't just, you know, five steps or whatever. For me, creating that French press is me putting myself in the mindset. You know, when I'm doing that, I'm not focused on anything else. I might be listening to a podcast or whatever. 
But for me, that's therapeutic. I love I love making coffee. And that's like fun for me, and it's it's relaxing for me, you know. So the first one is brew a cup of coffee, which goes hand in hand with I need to have a cup of coffee when I start working. You know, I don't need one all times. You know, that's a plus. But it's really just about having that there, so I know. Oh, I'm sipping coffee. I'm working. I don't know. It's a subconscious thing that I've kind of embedded in my head when I work. Um, Something else, when I make a routine, I have to, I play some sort, either a podcast, it depends, it depends on what I'm working on, but it usually has some sort of background music, you know, some, you know, chill hop, some, you know, just chill vibes, some beats playing in the background, it helps me focus. So even when I am home, even when I'm sending emails on the couch, I have that coffee, I have the music, you know, I don't like working in dark environments, I like the sun, um, So that helps me, you know, like in the office at Calvary, I have a window because it helps me. Um, It's all these little subconscious things that I've picked up about myself that help me create better or or put myself in a flow state, you know. And I think this is very important. So, yes, I think it's very important to have a workspace and to not work from your home. And if you are going to work from your home, you have to distinguish when it's grind time and when it's not. Because I understand not everyone can afford common desk. Not everyone can afford WeWork. Not anyone, not anyone, maybe you can't get a desk. Maybe, you know, you're still building. Maybe you can't do this. You know what I mean? So instead, create some sort of like three-step routine that when you, when you, when these things are active in your brain, it's go time. You know, you're, you're about to make the best freaking, like when I make a good cup of coffee, hold on, I'm going to take a sip real quick. So good. When I make a good cup of coffee, I am in such a good mood to create. I don't know why. It's a subconscious thing. And, you know, call it what you want. I'm not saying that my, you know, coffee is my source of creativeness because it's not. But routines are built on patterns and behavior. Um, You know, it's like the whole thing. When you're biting your nails, uh, you you put, you dip it in like lemon or whatever, whatever it is that uh, makes it to where you don't want to bite it because it doesn't taste good. Or if you have a bad habit of cussing, I've seen people have a a, a rubber band around their wrist and whenever they do it, they smack themselves. Because now they're, the cussing is no longer this. Now it's, oh, I get a smack in my wrist. So it's it's the same thing. Your subconscious picks up on things. So having a, some sort of environment or routine to where you're editing or creating, I think is very key. Um, but yeah, I hope y'all got something from that, from that little topic. You know what I mean? Let me know what you think. Do you think you work better from home or, uh, maybe let me know, like, what's your routine? What do you need to do to get in the mode? Cause I, I do think that this is a very common thing and just nobody speaks about it. You know what I mean? But cool. All right. So let's talk about the next thing, which is what I, I mentioned earlier. Okay. We're done with creative for now. Like I said, this episode, these episodes last as long as your morning coffee, okay? Which means it's only 15 to 20 minutes, okay? So I can't be talking about the creative thing for too long. I do want to talk about, however, French press versus pour over. Which one is better? Ah, oh, highly debated subject matter right here okay now okay if you are just a regular coffee drinker who grabs starbucks every morning 
whatever. I don't know how you can afford that. But if you're that dude, you you can I I you can click off. Okay. If you don't like to brew the coffee yourself, which I was at one point, because to me it was just annoying at one point. Then this yeah, this doesn't matter to you. You probably can't even tell the difference between a French press and a pour over or an espresso shot or whatever. You probably can't even tell the difference. It's probably just the liquid you inject in your body to get you going. So get out, okay? No, I'm just playing. But actually, no, stay because I'm about to drop some knowledge on your head top. So for me, my personal preference, and you know, clickbait is probably going to say French press is better than pour over. Oh my God, on the pour over podcast? What the freak? But for me, I like the French press a lot more than I like pour over. And this is why. One, the, the steps are way just easier, dude. It, it, it feels more natural when you do it. So if you don't know, a French press is basically a little a little jar or big jar, whatever you have. And the top has this like kind of, I don't know what to call it, like a filtered bottom to it. Um, I wish I knew the terms. You know, I have a coffee podcast and I don't, I'm not even an expert at this. But um, the way you do it is uh, you heat some water. You boil some water. At least that's what I do. Um, you grind your coffee at uh, a little bit of a thicker course than you would have pour over. And you put the coffee in the jar. And then you put the water in the jar. Measured whatever. And then what you do. You let it steep. So it's literally the coffee beans. And the water. Literally just doing its thing. in the <laughs> Within that jar. It's, it's touching each other. It's not like. Um, it's not the same as a pour over. It's literally all of your water and all of your coffee just mingling with each other for four to five minutes. I do around four minutes. Um, I've seen a lot more sources say four minutes is better. Uh, but sometimes I go like 430, whatever. And then you press down and then the water seeps through. The coffee stays at the bottom until you hit the very bottom. And then you have yourself coffee. It's very simple. And I like it more. I feel like the coffee taste is a little thicker. <laughs> that made no sense. The coffee taste is a little stronger, and the coffee itself comes out a little creamier. Um, it's it's almost, for me, at least the way it comes out for me, the way I like it, and I've seen other people do it, it's the same thing. It comes out a little thicker than pour over, but not as thick as like an espresso shot um, in the texture of it. So I like it. It's creamy. It's delicious. It's flavorful. As opposed to the pour-over, which is done with whatever you have. You have the cup or whatever jar you're using, whatever you're using to hold it. Um, then you have kind of a, a, a cone-like uh, filter. Um, and a pour-over is like what you get like from every, every coffee machine. Majority of coffee. Yeah, every coffee machine is a pour-over. And it's basically you put the coffee on top of the filter Um and if you have a machine, you click a button and it puts water on top and it slowly goes through the filter and into the jar. So it's going through the coffee and then into the jar as opposed to steeping in the coffee for a little while. And then you do it after. Does that make sense? I hope I explained that correctly. If not, just look it up. But for me, that's why I like French press a little more. That's why I prefer French press. Um... And I know, why'd you make the, the podcast a pour-over if it's French press? Well, pour-over just sounds better, okay? It's got more keyword results on Google, okay? It's more popular. Everybody hates on the French press. The French press is like the minority of the conversation, all right? 
But I rep French press, dude. Now, is the merch for this podcast going to be pour over? Probably. Is the theme of this podcast going to be pour over? Yes. But I just want to let y'all know. I don't want to seem like a fraud. You know what I mean? Like, I like French press. And I, I thought I would give y'all some insight. Because if y'all have only had pour over or espresso or whatever, and you feel like there's no other way to drink coffee, well, here you go. You're wrong. Try a French press, man. Wherever, like, I think at Starbucks, they do French press. I mean, most most coffee shops have a French press machine or whatever. Not machine, but, you know, the tool. I don't even know what to call that. I just, it's the French press. Um... But it's sick, and I hope I gave you some insight on that, and that you can go and try some new coffee and see see which one you like. Because if you've only been having pour over, and it's this bland, just dark liquid, you know, it's not the same. You ain't getting the creaminess you get in a French press. You know, that's why the lattes taste better. That's why the cappuccinos taste better. Because that espresso shot is creamy as a mug. You know what I mean? It is so good. But I digress. French press is better. That's just my opinion. If you don't, if you don't agree that, that's fine too, bro. It's fine too. Let me know. I want to know. Let me know. I'll probably make some sort of poll on my Instagram stories, on the Uninspired Podcast Instagram story. Let me know what, which one do you prefer and why. I need to know these things. You know, I I don't like pour over too much, but then again, I've had pour over my whole life. So when as soon as I tried a French press, I was like, oh, it's so different, and I don't have to buy a whole like espresso shot like machine that costs six hundred dollars for it to be good like i don't have to do that i could just make a french press and i get the best of both worlds it only takes about six minutes with the broom with the this the, if you're boiling the water in a kettle it only takes six minutes to make you know it's great but anyways the last part of the podcast i want to talk about is i want to start doing something where i shout out a creative okay and here's why. Here's I know this is the uninspired podcast, but I want to touch on this again real quick. It's not because I feel like inspiration is bad, okay? I just really like the quote of that one guy. It's been a minute since I heard it. That says, you know, if you're a real creative, you don't need inspiration. But if I've learned anything over the past year, it's inspiration drives you, you know? And it, it not drives you to be your base level creative, but it helps with concepts, with themes, with whatever you're doing. So I want to give some inspiration in the Uninspired Podcast by shouting out a homie of mine. I've shot with him. He came to Dallas one time. Uh, it was like really when I was really starting out street photography. So it was honestly a blessing to even know this guy at the time. But his name is Juan Ordonez. And his Instagram handle is Nukanchik or Nukanchik. I don't know how he pronounces it. I'm going to be really honest. But to call him a photographer or a videographer would be an understatement. This dude is legit a visual artist. He does a lot of stuff. Uh, he started with just photography. Went into I remember because this was three years ago when I met him. His content has like evolved. He didn't even touch video back then. At least not. He didn't post about it. But now he he went from just street photography or really cool uh, fashion, high fashion photography to you know multiple exposure photography which was kind of his thing then he got known for like being the mellow yellow guy where he did a lot of portraits with a yellow background in his apartment in queens new york i think it's queens i'm sorry if i said the wrong one bro we haven't talked in a minute but he just he does a lot and he does a lot of cool stuff um based out of new york and juan if you're listening to this hermano tienes que regresar o ya que mi mi hermana vive allá tengo que ir a verte but anyways 
I just wanted to shout him out. I mean, he's got like 16,000 followers, so he ain't no no name, okay? This isn't based on the virtue of me trying to give him clout. This is just trying to show us smaller creators some someone to look at, you know, for inspiration. Someone to look at for, oh, this is how it's done. Because um, we need that. We need role models. We need people to look over. We need people to see and be like, oh, you inspire me. But it looks like we're passing the 20-minute mark. So I'm going to go ahead and log off right here. Let me know what your favorite segment of it was. Was it the importance of work and, and home separation? Was it the French press versus pour over? Was it the shout-out? I mean, did you find value in, in his work? Let me know. But I'll see you all another morning. Take another sip of that coffee if you got one. If you don't, oh, this is going to hurt. Mm. ASMR. <laughs> but I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day. Uh, bye.